Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Thank y'all for listening to the Josh Terry Podcast, body by Raisin Grace Studios. Want to give a big shout out to all of our sponsors, Nobles Networking, Derm Dude, Par Hopper Golf Apparel, Knife A Month underscore shop on Instagram. Hit them up. Uh, let's see, Straight Haggard Thread Company. Y'all go look up my dude at uh, Boone's Bourbon, by the way. Shout out to that guy. He was on the show last week. Go listen to that episode. Two Pilots Distillery and our management company, Red Circle. Uh, Before we start the show today, I want to give a big, big thank you to someone. Um, Mr. Brandon Hahn. I hope I'm saying your name right, dude. Uh, You made a TikTok uh, after we got done with our show. Um, You Are Not Alone on Saturday. It was a show that we did with a lot of veterans. And um, I've never done this before. And you know what? This is going to be a first. But what I want to do is I want to play y'all this TikTok. Uh, Mr. Brandon, I just want you to know from the bottom of my, my fat-ass little heart, this, uh, this meant the absolute world to me. And um, also, the reason why I'm doing it, not just because, uh, you know, it glorifies me. <laughs> Makes me sound really good. Uh, is because I want to show you guys what talking about mental health can do for other veterans and why it is important to share your message and why it is important to put it out there that if you are struggling with mental health, whether you're a veteran or not, why it is so important. So, uh, Mr. Brandon, I hope you don't mind. I didn't ask permission, but uh, you said you listened to all the episodes. So, uh I hope y'all enjoy this message from Mr. Brandon Hahn. What's up, TikTok? This TikTok's for Josh Terry. I don't care how he sees this, but please tag him, comment him, message him, let him know that there is a TikTok out there for him because this is it. Sir, I've watched every and listened to every one of your podcast they're funnier than hell but the one that you just did that you are not alone as a veteran sir I want to say thank you whenever people go to talking about mental health and veterans I turn it off because a lot of them don't know what veterans go through with mental health but your podcast you are not alone Man, it hits hard. If you're a veteran and you haven't ever listened to Josh Terry, go download the Josh Terry podcast and listen to his last podcast, You Are Not Alone. I promise you, the folks that he has on that podcast are hands down some of the coolest people 
and I don't even know them. I just listen to them. But man, oh man. Josh Terry, you have earned my respect. My hats are off to you because you outdone yourself with that one, bud. And I want to say thank you to Mission 22. If there is any way that I can help as a veteran here in the state of Oklahoma, please direct message me. I don't care because I would like to be a part of your mission. With that being said, Josh Terry, keep doing what you do. <laughs> you are a fucking rock star. And that podcast that you just put out will probably send you over the top. Have a good one, brother. All right, now, just so y'all know, we had a couple technical difficulties there. Uh, with me today is Miss Brooklyn, one of y'all's favorites. Hello. So there you go. Now it sounds better. Uh, yeah. Um, that got me. That got me. I hope it got y'all, uh, Mr. Mr. Brandon. Thank you so much, sir. That, I was very, very intoxicated last night when I heard that. I thought that uh, people, somebody had sent it to me, and uh, I thought it was going to be somebody talking shit, because mm -hmm. that's usually when I get tagged in something. Yep, pretty it, common. But somebody talking shit. It wasn't, and uh, I'd already had a good buzz. And uh, it got me. It got me. So, Mr. Uh, Mr. Brandon, thank you so much. That was one of the coolest things that has uh, happened to me in a long time. Yeah, that was awesome. So, uh, you're back in Georgia now, and um, I've missed the fuck out of you. Yes, I missed you too. I got my buddy back, and you're right up the road. You're even closer I know, now. 50 minutes. So, we get to do a lot more shows together now. Yes. So, what made y'all decide to just go ahead and come back from North Carolina? Okay, so it's super weird because I never had an intention of moving back to Georgia, Fitzgerald of all places, which is where we are at. And so it's so funny. I say God has a sense of humor because two weeks before we decided to move back home, Sean's, this is my husband, his parents came to visit and his dad was actually talking to him, you know, about would we ever move back? They were trying to figure out who was going to take, you know, the home next door, which was their parents' home, and Sean was like, absolutely not. Like, Brooklyn is never going to move back to Georgia. She has already been very vocal about that, but I'll talk to her. And then that night, he was like, hey, you know, I talked to Dad, and he's just wondering, you know, who's going to take the house? Do you think you'll ever go on, like consider going back home? How are you going to take my ice and not put it back where it goes? You told me to put it there. I know, but I thought you were going to fucking hand it back. Thank you, princess. <laughs> Don't hit the keyboard because it's going to um, stop recording. So he had asked me that night, he was like, I know, you know, that you said that you would never move back, but dad asked, so I'm going to ask you. And I was like, absolutely not. I will never move back to Georgia. Never say never. I'll never move back to Georgia and especially Fitzgerald of all places. If you guys don't know Fitzgerald, it is just a very small dead end town. And I feel like I'm a city girl at this point. I love to be around. Where did all you live things. at in North Carolina? Asheville. Asheville. Yes. Okay. And it was amazing. I like anywhere that's a big city, like Jacksonville, Florida. That was one of the places we were going to move back to. But anyways, told him no. And then about two weeks later, his parents FaceTimed us, and they had told us that they had just got emergency custody of four of their other grandbabies. Now, keep in mind, Sean's parents are not 30, 40. Like, they are older. You know, they've lived, they've lived a life. And they had just gotten custody of a four-year-old, a six-year-old, 
a nine-year-old and a 13-year-old. So, Fuck. yeah. Um, and it was so weird because when they told me that, like something inside of me was like, go home and help. But I rebuked it. You know, I was like, that's the devil. That's not even me. Like, that's not my voice. Like, fuck that. I'm never <laughs> going back home. And then, so I just like brushed it off, whatever. It wasn't me and I'm not going back home. So I sat on it for a couple of days and I could not shake feeling. It was very loud. Uh, the weird thing, it didn't even sound like something I wanted to do, right? Because it wasn't, but I just couldn't shake it. It kept telling me, you need to go home. You need to go home. You need to go home. And then about two or three days later, I told Sean, I was like, babe, I can't help but think that we need to go home and help. And he was like, you know, I've been thinking the same thing, but I wasn't going to say anything because you had already said two weeks ago that you would never go back home. And I was like, okay, but that was different circumstances. Like now I just feel like I feel like God is literally calling us home. And so that was it. We broke our lease and, and we moved back home. And I think we've been home like two months now. So that why, was... Why did you feel like... What, what did it feel like like you were being pulled? Like, explain that to me. For the... I know what you mean, but for as far as a listener goes, because I've, I've been pulled in directions before where I just didn't feel right. Like, I, I felt like I was being tugged. Yeah. I felt sick. Or I felt yeah. like something was just off and I knew that I wasn't where I was supposed to be. Right. How, glad, how, did, how, yeah. how did you feel? I'm glad you said that because... When, when I said I felt pulled, it wasn't like there was no resistance. The only resistance was me saying, hell no, like I never want to go back to Fitzgerald. But past that, like once I got past that feeling, I felt, I I felt like that was, that was like what God was calling me to do because I I knew that I was going to be doing something that was going to be serving. It was going to be helping his parents. It was going to be, you know, stepping in to help these kids in a very hard time in their life. And it's like, how can you, how can you be faced with like, something that something that huge and think that you're not supposed to do it you know it wasn't anything that was going to be bad for us it was something that was going to ultimately make an impact on on kids you know that didn't ask to even be in a situation like that so as much as I didn't want to go back to Fitzgerald I had nothing inside of me that was like oh you know like everything in me was just like go you know that's where you need to be right now you need to go you need to go help and that's how I knew I don't know there was nothing there was not an ounce of me that was like no no, like you shouldn't go. It, it was so loud. I think that's how I knew the the voice saying go was so loud, like yeah. over everything. You and probably would have felt sicker if you didn't. I th- yeah, and I think I would have had like conflicting feelings. I think I would have juggled with it. I, I wouldn't have went to Sean so confidently and been like, you know, I think we need to go home. I think it would have been more of. I'm having these feelings and I don't really know what's going on. You know, like, are we supposed to do this? Are we not supposed to do this? It was more of, we need to go home. The good Lord slaps you in the face. He's, he has a sense of humor. I know. Because two weeks ago I was like, fuck no. And then two weeks later I was like, we need to go. I look, it's (laughs) it's happened to probably everybody listening. There's, you know, I was explaining to you before we started this show that I'm one of these people. I enjoy the process. I enjoy the journey. Like I have, I've quit worrying about getting to the destination now. Like, I don't – I think there's too many people that get tied up in what it actually means to learn a lesson. Mm-hmm. So many people that want to learn the lesson. I don't necessarily want to learn the lesson anymore. Like, I, I like getting to the lesson. Right. And, you know, it's, it's where there's so much – there's so much there. And – I, I don't know. I, I I've been slapped. I've been slapped in the face. Yeah. I've been slapped in the face a lot. But that's the only way I can learn something, is the hardest way possible. And you know, it was this story I was telling you about leaving Texas earlier, like when the the big cross and the song and everything, how it hit me. Um, 
I think there's just something real good coming for you. I think the way that it was so loud and like you just couldn't say no to it. It's it, if you'd ignored it, I think you'd have been miserable. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think you'd have been sick. I think it just been. I think it'd been rough on you. Yeah, and I also think since being home, we've been home like two months. What I'm learning is that if it's not, you've hard, already been home two months. Yeah, right. And this is the first I'm seeing you. I know. You bitch. I can't believe I didn't realize you'd been home two months. Okay, maybe maybe like a month and a half. Yeah, yeah, Either whatever. way. Have Either you way. seen Ashley Spears yet? Not since I've been home. Okay, no. I was about to be pissed. <laughs> no, but if she, you saw that thick up. bitch before you saw me, I was going to be <laughs> mad as hell. Shout out to Ashley and that fat ass. Good God. <laughs> Damn, we, no, we can't. Uh-uh. She's got about one more time to post a bathing suit picture while we it's still cold. We were literally talking about this the last time we were together, about her and her posts and the inspirational quotes under her pictures. Oh, that's right. We were. I forgot. <laughs> She'll be this whole ass hanging out of a picture, yeah. and then it'll be like, God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> yeah, or, um, <laughs> or, yeah, peace, love, and happiness. <laughs> Just nothing but camel toe. What a stupid, God, oh God damn. I'm glad she's good looking, because if it wasn't for that, she'd be fucked. She's she's funny. You know what's funny? And, like, she, she don't pay me no attention anyway, so I don't give a shit anyway, and, you know, I pretty much hate everybody. Yeah. How many dogs has she lost? Dogs? Yeah, doesn't she lose like a fucking dog or get a new dog like every other week? I don't. I think she's had the same dog for a while. Oh. I think it's been sick a lot, and they thought oh. it was gonna die a lot. Oh, well, then I feel bad. I think. I mean, I could be wrong. No, I thought like she's been lost. Like we'll need clarification on that. Yeah, but then she's gonna get mad. She's probably gonna make some post about me. And Maybe like, not. What a dickhead. No, she loves you. Does she? Yeah. T- tell her to show it. Okay. Please. I'll relay the message. Please don't. Hashtag future wifey. No. I'll hit it, but I don't want to date her. No, she looks like the craziest person on the planet. Hey, she might be. No, never I, know. By from her post, take a ride with it and just see. Mm-mm. You never know till you no. try. I'm telling might you, might be her soulmate, and you don't even know it. I know. No, I'll be her whole mate. I'm not her soulmate. No, I promise you. I I know what that crazy scale, that hot to crazy scale is, and the fact that she looks like she does. And she's got a good job, and she's a good mother, and all this kind of stuff, and everything. She has to be crazy, right? She's batshit. Yeah. And the guys that she always dates too, like I don't. They I don't, don't look like grown men. They look like like children. See, I guess I don't keep up with it as much. I well, I have to if I'm gonna look at her pictures. Yeah. Fair I'll enough. I'll be looking. Fair enough. My baby, my Gracie's mama. I can't call her baby mama anymore. She fucking hates that. And I hate calling her that because it's apparently it's disrespectful. I um, like it. I like baby mama. Uh, I get why she don't like it. That's an important title. Uh, yeah, but there's a lot of people that call her that and don't call her by her name. They say it in like a bad way. Well, no, they don't. But they say, hey, that's because of what I do for a living. They're like, hey, that's Josh's baby mama. You they remember the first podcast we did and you said, can I call you Brooke? And I was like, no, that's basic as fuck. And you was like, don't say that. That's my yeah, baby yeah, yeah, she'll kill you. She'll, I was like, sorry. She'll murder you. <laughs> Um, no, um, no, Gracie's mom was messing with me the other day and like, she was like, messing with you. like aggravating me oh. about Ashley Spears oh. and she's like, God damn, has there ever not been a picture of her ass or tits that you haven't liked on, on Instagram? And, uh, I was like, probably not. Probably not. Same. If you could, yeah. Love that ass. It is a quality pooter. Speaking of quality pooters, you got the mommy makeover, or what I is do. it, the BBL, uh, or whatever. I got a BBL. How's it working I for got you? It. Everything's everything's going good. I like how we started off talking about God and I signs, know, and we like, got on Ashley Spears' ass, ass and now yours and real quick. Ass, 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 
ass and titties. We'll get back. We'll get back on the good stuff real quick. But yeah, the booty's fine. Booty's good. Still a little bit sensitive. Really? Yeah, just a little bit, but it's not bad. I just um, started working out again last okay. Monday, so that's good. I feel good. Well, you probably don't have anything else to do in Fitzgerald besides take care of kids now and work out. And work out facts. Not doing the business, which we can talk about that. Yeah, uh, how's that going? So when I got when I moved back home and I went from literally two kids to six, I didn't. I noticed I didn't have a lot of time anymore. All that free time that I had before to run a business, to trade, to just be very present on social media. That's been my life for four years. Um, I had to take, I, I had to like figure out a new routine. So I found myself like trying to step in and impact kids, but also still run my business and make money, right? Keep my husband home because I mm -hmm. retired Sean a year ago. And it was just hard. Like it was so fucking hard. And I felt, it, it, again, I go back to alignment. It didn't feel good. Like, yeah. like being, being here, coming home to be with the kids, but also spending more time on my phone than I was with the kids. It just wasn't feeling, it didn't feel good. And so I remember having a conversation with Sean, like, I feel like I'm just supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be a present mom, like to my kids and be here to impact these kids. And I just think I need to like put the business on the back burner for a little while so I can figure out what I'm supposed to be doing. And we like came to this solid agreement that I was going to be done. I was just going to take a break. And then like 48 hours later, I got a wild hair up my ass and I was like, fuck it. No, I'm going all in. I'm going to run the business. <laughs> I'm going to do the damn thing. And then about 24 hours later, I listened to a sermon and like the sermon hit me in a different way. It basically was just telling me, you know, stop, basically stop, stop trying to force things, you know, go with your gut, like listen to God. I mean, if you feel it in your gut and it's not something that's going to harm you or other people, it's him, you know, yeah. it's always him. And I was just like, damn, that's why I've been battling with this business shit. I just need to let it go. I can't be present with these kids if I'm on my phone eight hours a day. It's just impossible. Yeah. So, so yeah, the business Yeah, is, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I the, forget, I forget with you having to do that trading stuff, how much of time it takes up It's with a you. lot of time. Not just me trading, but the people reaching out to me wanting to trade. Then I have to take time for them too. And I was like, yeah. that wasn't why I came home. I didn't come home to to be a boss ass bitch. I mean, I am, but I came home to help help these babies and be here with these babies. And well, you're finna help kids. That's still being a boss ass bitch. I mean, you're taking True. you're taking a parental job. I True. mean, I think like pride. You know, yeah. like this this I have this huge. This is what I've been struggling with is like going from the identity of this boss ass bitch who's a mom who retired her husband who is you know making a shit ton of money with crypto to now. Only, you know, I'm focusing on kids. I'm putting the business on the back burner. My husband had to go back to work because I'm I'm not able to do both. And that's so, like, because my pride, you know, it's like, damn, I brought him home for a year and now, now he has the, to go back to work. Pride's one of the seven deadlies. It is. And one of the seven deadlies, baby. I've been struggling with that a lot because I've really leaned into that yeah. that identity of being this woman who retired her husband, which is fucking huge. It's, I don't think that's awesome. your identity though. I think well, I, I think that's the wrong way of looking. I think that was a part of you. I think it's who I thought I was. You yeah, know? I don't. I've never thought I was. Like who I you thought were. that was that was that was my purpose. Honestly, I, I don't. I never thought I was you. I thought I think since the first time I met you, I thought it was a part of you. But yeah, you, it's like I was telling you all ago. Me and you, um, and a lot of people that I've had on the show, you got these big personalities. You don't even know what you're going to be yet. When I was your age, I hate fucking saying that because I always feel like a fucking grandpa. How old are you again? 34. Oh, you're not old. I'm old enough. Yeah. I was having to tell Kate Stinson that this this week, like me and her had a long talk because she's only 24 years old. She's only 24? Kate's only 24. What? Kate is like lived 
so much life, and she's fucking twenty four. She's older, not that she looks older. No, I mean, no, yeah, yeah, that's ex- she's, most twenty four year olds are not that mature. No, for Kate, one. Kate's super mature <laughs> for yeah. her age. Um, but awesome. no, that's what I was trying to explain to her. It's like you don't even know who you're gonna be yet. You haven't even fully developed mentally yet. Like you're, you haven't even come into like finding out who you are, what you truly want to be. What you're doing right now at your point of your life is you're still going through a lot of crossroads. Like, when I was 26 years old, I was still lost in this world. I don't think I truly, I knew, I kind of think I always had in the back of my mind what I wanted to be. But I think what I wanted to be when I was 26 years old was still very unachievable and unobtainable, like unrealistic. I think the little bit older you get after every kind of year knocks off, knocks off, knocks off, you start to figure out what is actually obtainable, what is Mm -hmm. realistic. And you know what? By the time I was 28 to 30, I kind of got it in my head what I was good at and what I could do. And then now I'm doing this. And this is somebody literally asked me this week, uh, Miss SJ that I did a show with, she asked me like, "What was my dream job?" And I was like, "I'm doing it. Like, this is this is my dream. Like, I'm living my my shit now." But if you'd have asked me at your age, I'd have been like, "I want to be a sports broadcaster," or I'd have been a moron and be like, "I want to play minor league baseball." Fucking couldn't play minor league baseball. I, I could barely play high school baseball. So yeah. like, your, your dreams become more realistic the older you get, mm-hmm. and like, you're, you're still there to where. Crypto and you making all that money and retiring Sean or whatever, it was a piece of you. Yeah. But that don't next year that might be the smallest piece of you. It right. might be just another page. Your life's a chapter book, sweetheart. Literally. Your life's yeah. a chapter. That's just another chapter. That's another page in the book. Yeah. That's all it is. You're still writing every single damn day. Yeah. I think um well, a lot of people don't know this because since we've been back home, I haven't I haven't been very present on social media, obviously, so I haven't been able... I mean, this podcast, if anybody wants to know anything about me, this is where they need to come, But because I haven't put anything out. But a lot of people don't know, but the whole time we were in North Carolina, we were there six months, and those whole six months, it fell off. It felt... It wasn't where we were supposed to be, but we didn't didn't know that. We just knew this doesn't feel right. You know, we kept trying to, like, force... Basically, like, you would try to force a puzzle piece to fit where it's not supposed to. That was how we felt while we were there. And we didn't know why. We were just like, man, you know, like, we thought that... that we would be happier here Mm -hmm. you know it's a beautiful place it's a beautiful apartment there's mountains there's you know we have all this free time sean's not working like but it just didn't feel right and i guess that goes back to that like alignment how do you know and i think that's it like you just feel it something's just off-putting about it and you don't really know what it is and i think that's god's way of saying like this isn't for you this isn't where you're supposed to be and so since we've been home exact opposite you know although it's hard and it's time consuming and we do get things out of it. I'm not saying we don't. You know, we're we're living with Sean's parents. Obviously, we don't have to pay rent, so we're saving money. Yeah. To go, you know, towards a project that we I don't want to talk about right now, but that we have, in we, we're planning a project, so we have that. We're around his parents who are loving and Christian, and they support yeah. us and they love us. But for the most part, like to be here and to be in a a season of strictly serving, you know, serving his parents, serving these kids. Yeah. It, you would think in a moment like that, you would feel more exhausted and you would feel like defeated, but we don't. It's the exact opposite. Yeah. You know, we feel like this is where we're supposed to be, which has been hard for me at the same time because 
six months ago, I had big visions, big dreams. You know, I'm going to have, I'm going to own a house in every state and all, and seven cars and all the money in the world and be on a stage in front of millions of women, like empowering them. And now I just, not that I don't want that, but I feel like that's not as important to me anymore as being present with these kids. And even, even to the point to where I don't want to leave anymore. I tell Sean, I don't. I don't want to go anywhere anymore. Yeah. I don't, if these kids are in Fitzgerald, this is where I want to be. I don't want to leave. Like this is the plan for now. So that's just been, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. He just has it. You, you think, you know, right. You think, you know, this well, is what I want and this is what God wants for me. And then he's like, ha ha, you thought, bitch. Hey, look. And then here I am. Yeah. It's, it's the funniest shit to me every time. And I like, love it though. Yeah. Well, I don't, Humbling. I don't know if I ever told you this. I know the listeners probably get tired of hearing it. But the day before I got fired in, on radio, I literally made a post um, September the 9th. My birthday September the 10th. I got fired on my birthday. But September the 9th, I made a post um, that night because I think I got really drunk the night before. my. Yeah, probably. Sounds about right. Thanks to people took me out the night before my birthday. And um, anyway. Douchebags. Yeah, dickheads. <laughs> uh, so anyway, it... Then the post just pretty much simply said, just remember to uh, always be grateful for your misfortunes. Always be grateful for the mistakes that you made. Always be grateful for the people who broke your heart. Always be grateful for the, the, the things you just can't explain in life because you're not always where you want to be, but you're always where God wants you to be. Mm-hmm. And you just don't understand it until you're past that mm-hmm. situation. That's true. And then you get clarity. I literally, that was the last thing I ever read on country radio because I wrote it on September the 9th. I read it as I was closing the show on September the 10th and I was fired later that day. So that's the last thing I ever read. And I mean, it just everything that happened that day for me between getting my God's armor tattooed on me that day and getting fired while I was getting God's armor tattooed on me, like everything that happened that day, Mm was just one of those things that always lined, like... Yeah. Like the dots were connecting yeah, yeah. before you ever knew. Yeah, I you mean, that's... just like, yeah. what's happening? And then you're like, yeah. oh. Yeah, that's the same way. Like, yeah. when I take... Uh, I take the trip four day or three day, Yeah. I went to Jacksonville, Florida uh, to just... I rented an Airbnb for three days. I found a place that had a pool and a fucking hot tub. And I knew they had a poker room down there. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I had three or four job offers already. As soon as I put on social media, I was fired. So I knew I wasn't going to go without a job. Mm-hmm. And one of my best friends, Dave Stone, had already told me, hey, you got a job in Valdosta right now working at Moody or uh, 92.9 All-American Country. Um, so there's places I could have went, like right then and been happy as hell. But I went to Jacksonville, Florida, and I was playing poker. Ended up sitting across the table Were from... Were you by yourself? Yeah. Okay. I do that shit all the time. Okay. I will go... I just... I think sometimes the best way to get clarity mm-hmm. is to just get away from everybody. I agree. And not listen to anyone's opinion. Mm-hmm. Is to literally sit there, talk to God, talk to yourself, argue with both of them, yourself and God. Argue with the world. Like, sit back and figure out. But I remember sitting at that poker table that night and ended up talking to a guy from iHeartRadio and him telling me how much money was in podcasts. And then knowing that I knew some people with iHeartRadio and reaching out to them and asking them like they would feature me. 
if I decided to do that and start my own studio. And then, you know, 16 months later, or whatever, 14 months later, I'm here. That's like, awesome. you, you, you never yeah. know. You never know. It was, I'm not saying it was God's plan completely for me to be right here, but, you know. It's he, like the yeah, stepping stone to yeah. get you where you're going. Though. Yeah. Like, I firmly believe that. He, he might have shut, you might not, he might not wanted you to do crypto anymore. He might, but you don't know why. It might suck. He might not wanted you to be in North Carolina. He might wanted you to take care of these kids. You don't know, and you don't understand now. So mm-hmm. the best thing you can do, think about like this: if you're feeling a, if you're feeling like you're supposed to be there, in the times that you get frustrated, times you get aggravated, like let's say the kids might be complete angels. I don't know. Let's say if they're not, and you have like a bad day with them, instead of getting frustrated, just remember, this is where you're supposed to be. So you got two choices if you get frustrated. It is, hey, I can get frustrated and make the situation worse, or I can show love, compassion, whatever. I can take a negative situation and make it more negative, or I can try to turn a negative situation into positive. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, that's what, that's what you're going to have to do. Right. And it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard as fuck. Yeah, it's fucking hard. Yeah. Huh. But, you know, God gives, uh, I like the old quote, it's very cliche, but I love it. God gives his uh, toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. Yeah. And, you know, like the crazy part about all this is I'm here, like I'm present with the kids, but I'm learning a lot about myself too. Yeah. And that's how I know. Like it's all these little things. Like you said before we got on the show that there, there'll there be little things, like little victories, little things that make yeah. you that, that just further validate that it was God, that you're supposed to be on that path. And it's things like that, you know. The, I, I am, I've gone from, you know, two kids to six kids, and these are kids that are not, you know, like, this isn't, this wasn't in the plan for them either. So, like, they're going yeah. through a lot. And so to be in situations with them where I have to, you know, sometimes walk away, sometimes leave the room, sometimes mm. control my anger and my and the way I respond to them. And it's like, you can't do things like that and think that that's not God working through you too. Because Absolutely. It, I told Sean, I said, we will, we will come out of this a thousand percent better than we were before our marriage our family with our boys like it's a good thing it's just it's fucking hard it's hard but i also feel like if it wasn't hard i don't know i think easy life is for non-believers i think when things are so easy and things are going so good all the time and you can never you never hit like a rough patch you're not spiritually connected like i feel i feel like i'm closer to god when i'm in the midst of these hard well i don't i don't think that people that live easy lives are uh, how, uh, let me make sure I say this the right way because I don't want anybody fucking getting butt hurt about this. Uh, I just don't think everybody's meant for an easy life. I, I I think that there's some of us that are supposed to be battle scarred. I think there's some of us that are supposed to that are supposed to you know we're supposed to be rough. I think there's I think that's what we have to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that some of us have to earn our blessings. I think that some of us have to you know. Regardless of what that blessing might be, I think that some of us have to, you know, we got to have it rough. I like, I also like the fact though, um, you ever watch, I don't know if you like documentaries or not. I don't know if you, okay. Certain ones. I, well, this could be for anything. It doesn't even have to be, it could just be like a fucking movie to be honest with you. I like anything to where it is somebody who started off with nothing and they had to really, really battle to get what they wanted. Like, mm-hmm. I'm talking about the moments to where they really thought that they were going to lose it all, but kept fighting, kept, like, really, really going. Um, 
you ever seen the movie The Pursuit of Happiness? Yes. With Will Smith? I love that movie. Okay. You, there's a scene in that movie that every time I, like, get to where, like, I'm just, I'm not saying giving up or whatever on life or anything, but when I think I got it bad, I think about him and his son in that train station closet. In that bathroom. Yeah, in yeah. that bathroom, whatever it is, when, like, somebody's trying to come in and he's, mm-hmm. like, having to push the door yes. shut. Like, I'm like, you know what? I ain't got it that bad. Like, right. and this man kept going and he fought and he persevered. And I know a lot of that's like added on. Some that might be true in that part of it. I know it could be based on a true happens. story. I mean, it's yeah. based on a true story anyway. But, you know, if that right there, if you can keep pushing and persevering to where that man is where he's at today now, it's like you can keep battling. Like, there, you can't give up. Mm-hmm. I really, I really do think I really, and I've always, I've always had this in my heart. It's where I think you almost, for some of us, I think you almost have to break. Some of us oh, yeah. almost have to break before we receive our blessings, because I think God wants to see whether you believe in God or the universe. Mm-hmm. I just say God because I depend believe on Him. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I, I think mean, it's not just that. I think He wants to see if you're going to give up. I think He wants to put so much pressure on you. To see if you're worthy of your mm-hmm. blessing or not. Because some people's going to break. Right. Those people that break aren't worthy of the blessing because they gave up. I think yeah. the ones of us that get so much pressure on us to where it's just so fucking heavy. To where they literally say it's the darkest right before the dawn. To where just like you can't take no more. I think in that moment to where those people choose to take that next step to keep going. I think that is the moment to where if you keep going and you say, I'm not giving up, I'm going to keep battling, I think that's the moment to where you're walking into the light. Mm-hmm. Your blessing's right around the corner. Like, yeah. you, 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 That's where, whether you get your blessing right then or not, that is where you prove to the world, God, yourself, that you're worthy of the blessing. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever that blessing may be, I think you... For some of us, it's got to be that way. I think you have to. I think you have to. Yeah. I know with me, every lesson I've ever learned in life, I've learned the worst way possible. Mm-hmm. I'm hard headed as hell. Yeah. I am the most hard headed son of a bitch on this planet. Uh, I'll give you an example with women. I got my heart broke a couple years ago, and after uh, after it all was over and done with, like I showed my ass the night we broke up. Punched the wall, broke my hand. Uh, outside of a bar, stupid ass punched a concrete wall. Shat- I've heard the story. <laughs> yeah, it shattered my fucking hand. Um, and um, must have called that woman 30 fucking times. Walked back into the bar 30 times. And this woman even told me months later after everything had cooled down or whatever, she was like, if, if you would have just let me cool off that night and not showed your ass and gave me a little bit of space, I'm not saying we would have worked things out, but there was a better chance. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to learn that lesson that way. So now, if there's somebody that I care about or somebody interested and they say that, hey, take it slow, or hey, I need space, or whatever it is. I had to learn that the hard way, right. but... For the next person, it's like, okay, I'm actually listening now. Mm-hmm. I think that's what anything in life, though. Yeah. Like we, some of us has got to learn the fucking worst way possible. Right. 
I've always said, like, whenever I'm in these hard seasons and shit is just rough, uh, this is just me personally, but I'm always like, the bigger, the bigger the, uh, basically, the bigger the blessing, the bigger the demon. So, like, whatever you're fighting, oh, absolutely. like, if you're, if you're coming into, like, a huge, something good, you're, you're going to have to fight. Like, it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. And I firmly believe that God allows those things for a reason. You know, he allows us to be put through so much. But I also think that's too to test our faith. You know, oh, are you, you going to lean on me? Or are you going to lean on worldly things? Which is, which I haven't said this yet, but I don't have any of my social media apps on my phone anymore. I only, I've downloaded them recently to, you know, like look for clothes for the kids and mm-hmm. um, things like that. But I took all of that off my phone because I noticed when I got home and I was supposed to be present with these kids, right? That was the whole point of coming home. I realized I was spending all of my time in my phone. Yeah. And even like whenever I would get frustrated with one of them, because it happens, like they're, it's not two kids anymore, it's six. So I get easily frustrated. And instead of working through it the adult way or the right way, I was diving into my phone on Facebook, on TikTok, scrolling, like aimlessly scrolling instead of leaning on God, right? Praying, like, get me through this. What do I need to do? Help me. And I just found that I wasn't, I don't know. I just don't think I was doing it the right way or the way that is most helpful, which is just leaning on him, right? Having faith through this hard time. So since I've had everything off my phone, I've noticed I'm getting answers. I'm getting more patience, more coping skills, like just all of it. So there was something else I was going to say. You said, um, you know, about lessons, like we get through lessons and, we have to like figure out what the lesson is. I remember it might've been, it was right after I retired Sean, we had to come into all that money from crypto. Like, I don't even know how much fucking money we made over $300,000 in crypto, yeah. bro. We were blowing that shit. I mean, we were just not saving anything at when all. You, when you made that Facebook post the other day, I, oh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to comment on anything, but like, Hey, I can borrow a dollar. <laughs> but I, I think I deci- a few people did. But I decided not to fuck with you. Yeah. We were making a lot of money and to be real money, had become our idol, but I didn't realize this until after I went through yeah. the, the shitty, the shitty part of that season. But we had went to Jacksonville, Florida. We were staying with a friend. We were trying to get my Tahoe fixed um, by someone who was just really good with Tahoes and engines and all of that. And while we were there, my husband's vehicle broke down too. So both of our vehicles had broke down. And this was right after we had lost $15,000 because we took 15K of what was in our savings account to keep Sean home and we invested it into a sketchy ass crypto platform that shut down a week later. So we had already lost our 15K, but we were still, you know, we were still okay, like, but we weren't like great. And then when we got to Jacksonville, both of our vehicles broke down and the shop that was working on my Tahoe said I needed a new engine and it would cost us $8,000. And we only had like $3,000 in our account. So we were literally stranded in Florida. Damn. We had nowhere to go because Sean's vehicle wasn't fixed. We couldn't afford an engine for my Tahoe. And so we were stranded at this friend's house. And I remember in that moment thinking like, God's trying to teach us something. I just don't know what it is right now. Like, why are we going through this? And when I finally figured it out about two or three, two or three days later, I told Sean, I said, he's trying to teach us to stop worshiping money and worship him. You know, we are so caught up and how much money we make and how much money can we make and we just gotta we gotta stop because we don't even we don't even give him the glory anymore we don't thank him for any of the money we've got so he's taking it that's what he's doing he's like i'll take it from you and so i was like okay bet you know we figured it out all right god where you at like i figured out the lesson get us out yeah two or three days later we're still stuck there like just nothing was working out and i was like okay there's obviously more that we're supposed to learn but what the fuck is it what is it And then I finally came to a conclusion. um, We have not even prayed. 
we figured out what he wanted from us, but we've not sat down and prayed yeah. you know, and, and said anything about it. So I think by the end of it, we were praying. We were we had broke down. We were crying. We were upset. We knew what he wanted from us, and we basically we, we prayed. You know, we yeah. leaned on him. We were like, what do, you, what do you want from us? Like, what do you need us to do? And at that point, like, everything fell into place. Everything worked out. We were able to come home. We were able to figure out situations with the vehicle. So I think a lot of the time that that – is the point of hard seasons too. Like you've got to figure out the lesson and it's not always what you think it yeah. is either. Uh, I, I'm going to ask you this and I don't mean to be preachy cause I'm not, I, you know me. No. I, ain't, I am not preachy cause I'm not a good Christian. No, go ahead. One, one thing that folks got to remember too, and I'm not saying that y'all do this. A lot of people only pray when it's raining outside. Mm-hmm. You got to remember to pray when the sun's shining too. There's a, there's a song by Red Marlowe that if any of y'all want a little kick in the ass, it's called uh, When the Sun Shines Too. It's Red Marlowe When the Sun Shines Too. Uh, a lot of folks got to remember, and this is when God kicks you in the ass. Mm-hmm. It does. It's, hey, you only think about me when times are bad. It's got to humble you. Yeah, it's, hey, if you remember me when times are good, that's great. I'll, you know, I'll keep blessing you. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't only call on his name when times are bad. And I'm not like I said. I ain't no preacher. I'm no, not. I'm I, not preaching. I'm not trying to preach not, anything. Doing, it's good. just just a lot of folks, you know. You know, yeah. a lot of times, a lot of times that's what people do. Mm-hmm. You know, they they wait until they're in a bind. Yep. And I'm not saying that's what you and Sean did. No, but we've done it. I mean, yeah, we're guilty yeah. Of it. I mean, I'm guilty yeah. of it too. I've done it. I mean, I've I've done it before. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I realized that a long time ago. You know, it's you can't only acknowledge him when times are bad. Right. You know. You got you to do it all the time. And I think also um, what we have learned is, th- like, thanking him when it's bad, too. You know, not ju- not like going to him and being like, oh, my gosh, like, I hate my life. Like, what's going on? But really, like, going to him and being like, thank you anyways. You know, like, I, oh, yeah. I trust you. I have faith in you, and I know, well, versus going to him like, why? You know, like, what? Which I think that's okay to ask, too. I, I feel I don't personally think- in the past I've – I've had like I faked my prayers, you know, like I try yeah. to go to him and be like, oh, like I, I, don't, I have faith. And like here lately, I've gone to him and be like, I'm hurt. I'm broken. Yeah. Like, can you show me what it is that you're that you're trying to versus going to him and pretending like I'm OK when I'm not? Yeah. Because he knows he already yeah. knows that you're you're bullshitting and that you're you're pissed at him. Yeah. So I for me personally, I feel like I've gotten a lot farther here lately going to him saying, I don't understand why you're doing this. Like, can you show me what it is? That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You're not supposed to question it. I mean, like, to to kind of put it in perspective to folks is like, you're, he knows the, the past, the present, and the future. He knows the game plan. You don't know nothing. You know what's going on right now and what's happened before. Mm-hmm. You don't know the next step. He knows the next step. Yeah. So we sit here and we get caught up and we get hung up on what's happening to us right now. But we don't know if what's happening to us right now is what's happening to us to help prolong, like to help make the next step better. We're blind. And there's too many of us that like, let's just use heartbreak. Heartbreak's probably the biggest one. Somebody gets their heart broke, they're blind to everything for Mm -hmm. a little while. They're blind to every damn thing for a little while, right? Uh, Even with, you know, you having to move, you know, that's a heartbreak, not just relationship-wise, but anything that breaks your heart. You you know, you don't see anything around you if your heart's broke. You don't see past that. No, you're you, just like in the moment. Yeah, you don't. So what you fail to see if your heart's broken, you're blind, is the fact that maybe this shit's getting took away from you for a reason. Like, 
maybe it's blinding you because you couldn't have you couldn't have took it away from yourself. Maybe, you know, you know why things break? Because they don't work. But things break because they're fucking broken. Like, and they a lot of them can't be repaired. Some things can, but there's a lot of shit that end up getting broke because they don't work. Mm-hmm. And he takes those things away because we're blinded by our love for those things. And if it wasn't for him taking those things and breaking our hearts, we would still be fucking with them. That's I was literally about to say that. That I think he does it because he knows we're not going to do not it. Strong we're enough. not going to do it. So he's How, like, I'll yeah. do it. Allow me. Hey, look, if yeah. it was not for, I had to, and it's one of, it's one of the hardest days of my life. Uh, I love Gracie's mother with all my heart and soul. Me and her could never, ever get along. Like We got to the point where we had Gracie when she was – 22 I was 24 we were children and we did not know who we were going to be in 10 years so like when we separated when I was 28 um or 29 somewhere in there like uh I knew we both knew it had to happen like we both knew that we might still love each other but it wasn't going nowhere it's fussing and fighting every single day like we were getting to where we hated each other. Yeah. And I had to be the one that pulled the Band-Aid. And I didn't want to. I didn't want to move away from Gracie. That fucking was the worst day of my life, having to move out and not live with Gracie. But it was only going to get worse. But I knew she was never going to do it. I knew that she felt the same way, but I had to be the bad guy. Like, I had to be the one that hurt both of us to make the situation better in the future. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. Like, the situation did get better in the future. Now we only want to kill each other about half the time, not all the time. Progress. The progress. And maybe in five years from now, we won't want to kill each other at all. Maybe you'll be married again. No, we've never been married in the first place. <laughs> or you'll be together. Yeah, I've never been married. Um, I'm doing that shit one time, bro. I agree. Same. I'm doing it. Do it I'm doing it. I'm doing it one Mm-mm. time. If it don't work that one time, I'm telling you, I am a hoe the rest of my life. Yep. I, don't, I don't have nothing against, like, I know you you got married young. Uh, what how old were you when you got married? Twenty? No, I was nineteen. Nineteen. Look, if you and Sean make it, I got the utmost respect, love if. for y'all. Y'all, if. when y'all make it, when oh, y'all we make it. it. Oh God, we making it. it. Whatever. <laughs> I hope y'all make it. For the love of God, I hope both y'all make it. But I I do not encourage people getting married young because you don't know who you're going to be. You're not an adult yet. The fact that y'all are doing as good as y'all do, y'all are an inspiration to a lot of people. I feel like this is one of the things we can debate on right now. What? You really? Go ahead though. No, I'm but y'all are rare. Well, no, but I Y'all want... are rare. Y'all are rare though. Y'all work for it. Y'all are like unlike any couple. Okay. I've said it before several times on the show. I have never hit on you. I have never came on to you. Me and you have always been buddies on this show. Your husband has never even, as far as I know, questioned like our relationship, like hanging out or whatever. Your husband is the coolest fucking dude to me because he has never, ever, as much as you've been here by yourself, came. And stayed the night. Yeah, and stayed the night. <laughs> never, ever came with and an get attitude. Drunk. <laughs> yeah, and get drunk because that's how much y'all trust and love each other. He is the only man. Out of all the, the women that have been here that have boyfriends or, or husbands or whatever that's ever acted like that, of anybody that I know like that, 
and I and I'm like that with all the women that have significant others. It's rare. I don't think y'all realize how rare y'all are. I'm just complimenting y'all's relationship. Yeah. What I mean when I say that, it's and you've never done anything towards me either. But Sean and and you are just you're different, and you don't get that. I saw last night, last night, people that I know not have their wedding rings on at the bar. Oh my god! And I was thinking to myself. Are you fucking kidding me? And I was shocked. Like Wait, you saw both, of, like two different people without their wedding rings. No, on? no, 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 no. Like, oh. And I'm not. I'm clearly not. Not definitely not gonna say yeah, they obviously. were. But when I saw this, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like I would never expect this, and it blew me away. It really did, and it just it it doesn't make sense from some people. And then you get some folks like you and Sean who just have the utmost trust and respect for each other, and it's fucking beautiful. But most people that got married young, like y'all, it's not that way. Like, y'all just have a better understanding of each other and just the best relationship. Every, anybody else that got married as young as y'all, y'all are the only couple that I can really think of that I'm close with or that I really know that it's like everybody else is divorced, done cheated on each other or whatever. I think it has to be that way though because like anybody can get married young, it just boils down to to the person. Like are you, like I don't know because me and Sean have grown. You probably saw that post. Did I put up a post about that the other day? You did. Or I don't know, but me I and know Sean, what you're talking about. I, saw I mean, we we've been together almost 10 years. Yeah. And I I saw 17 when I met Sean and he was 25. Like we were two to we were complete opposites when we met, and that was a lot of the reason why we broke up as much as we did in the first two years. Yeah, because we were not we were not on the same page, and we're also not those people anymore. Like if I was still the same, if I was still the same girl I was at seventeen, we would <laughs> we wouldn't work. And if Sean was still the same man that he was at twenty five, we would not work. So I think it's more about the people. Like you can get married at any age if you are willing to grow together. A lot of people get so caught up in, oh, you do this wrong and you do this and I don't like well, this. You, and it's like, do you, like, it's, you have to take accountability for shit that you do too. You said it right though. You, you said it willing to grow together. A, like, lot people people like a lot of people aren't. A lot of people aren't though. So it has nothing to do the with majority, age. The majority of people aren't. But it's mainly when you're young though. With the point I'm trying to make with when you're young, you don't know who you're going to be yet. All right. So if you've got two young people, you don't know at 18 years old to 21, or hell, even before you're fucking 30, to be honest with you, you don't know what you want to be in life. You have no idea. So how do you make a lifetime commitment to somebody when you don't even know what you want to be? Like, you don't know yeah. where you're going to want to live the rest of your life. How are you supposed to say, I do till death do us part, when you don't even know where you're going to want to live, where you're going to want to work, what you're going to want to do? I think it's like the mentality too. Like me and you both sat here and said we're only doing it one time, and a lot of yeah. people don't think that way either. A yeah. lot of people are like, "Oh, well, I'll just do it over and over." Yeah, I hate right. that. No, so no, no. That was something me and Sean did talk yeah. about when we were dating, and I had posted about that. There was yeah. a stupid ass fucking. Th I don't agree with it, but it's like yeah. you need to talk about all of these things before you ever say I do. And yeah. I'm like, why though? Y'all ain't going to be that same person fucking five You're not. years from You're now. definitely not. But that was the one thing me and Sean did agree on. Right. I said, I'm only doing this one time. I think, I I'm not doing this yeah. again. I think it's okay if you get married young and you get divorced young and you, then you refine yourself. 
Like, I'm okay with that. Like, and you refind yourself. Are you, excuse me, you not refind yourself when you fucking find Disclaimer, yourself. Disclaimer, I'm not knocking anybody that divorced. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not. Just I'm because, actually, yeah. I'm actually happy for you. Yeah, if you, if you fucking, that. if you get a divorce uh, or you stay I together, either one. I'm I yeah. not. I'm judgy. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Well, um, when it com- I don't when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. Like, if you want a divorce, go for it. Yeah, like, exactly. I think if you're happy, if bitch. you're unhappy, get a divorce. <laughs> That's what you should yeah, do. You gotta be um, happy. Kids but are not. No, yeah, exactly. My thing is, if you get married young and you're not happy, get a divorce because you still got a whole chance to live your life. Yeah. That whole that Reba McIntyre song is there life out there? You ever heard it? Mm-mm. You've never maybe, heard. Maybe I is have. there I life mean, out there? So much she hasn't done. There's not a woman in this world who's got a divorce, ain't been drunk, wine drunk in their fucking kitchen to that song. It's one of the best songs ever. Every woman that's listening to this, because it's show majority listening to by women, they're all like, yeah, I've been wine drunk in that kitchen, or in the kitchen list song before. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, it's a badass song. It's fucking amazing. But um, but anyway, it's, uh, it's about rediscovering yourself. It's about, is there life out there? And uh, I'm okay. I'm okay with people like remarrying, but maybe just one more time. Don't fucking make a carousel out of it. (laughs) You know. I think that's a beautiful thing about me and Sean is. I mean, I was 17 when I met him. Like, obviously, he knew that a 17 year old was going to change. Uh, yeah. I hope you so. know, like there was a lot that I had not gotten to party yet yeah. legally. I must say legally. <laughs> so he he had to go through that with me. You know, me wanting to go to the bars and him yeah. being fucking thirty, not wanting to go to the bars. It yeah. just wasn't something he was interested in doing because he did it. So I think that that's also. So I don't know. I think if you marry young, you just have to both be on the same page and have to know that. Like, we're in it. You know, yeah. we're in it. And as long as... I've always told Sean, if you hit me or you cheat on me, I'm out. But other than that, we can work this out. We yeah. can work this out. So it takes two, always. Because if he... if we And we, and I'm not saying our marriage is perfect. It's not... It's perfect for us. That's what I always say. It's perfect for us because we go through shit. You know, yeah. Sean pisses me the fuck off. I piss him off. He... I have to remind him sometimes I need you to, like, do certain... Like, love language type shit. This is my yeah. love language. I need you to kind of start doing more of this and vice versa. But the point is we, we communicate, you know, when I'm, when I'm feeling like there's something he could be doing, that's going to make me feel better. I tell him. And I just, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people don't have those conversations. They just, and this is from experience with people that I've talked to that do come to me sometimes about marriage stuff. And I'm like, well, have you told them? Like, have you talked to them? Have you like, no, okay then. Like you gotta, you gotta try. You yeah. know what's the worst thing that happens? They say fuck you, no, and then you leave. But the best case scenario is they say, okay, I'll try. You know. I'm I'm bad about the communication. Sean uh, was too when we got together. You we, you have to catch me. Yeah. It's not you got to catch me drunk. You got to catch me to where. How do I put this? Um, if you catch me drunk, you might get sappy version of me. Because I don't, I don't like expressing my feelings too much, uh, especially if I'm hurt. Like, because I do get uh, not, yeah, kind of sappy. I don't, I really don't know how else to put it. It's if I, if I love you, I fucking love you. Like, I'm one of those that I will go to the ends. You've of You've gotten this. sappy with me before. I appreciate Bitch, that. Bitch, because I love you. I know. 
I will. I've seen Sensitive uh, Josh. I know. Fuck you. I love I it. I get. Sen- everybody says it. I hate Sensitive I love Josh. It. I hate Sensitive Josh. And he, women love it. Some, some of them, they're like, fuck that guy. Well, then uh, fuck them. I know, right? That's how <laughs> I feel. It's like the too. best thing about Sean is that he's sensitive. Yeah. Um, I eat that shit Well, I, I, I feel like I'm the loyalist dog. Like, even. Uh, Oh shit! I'm not gonna blast her like that. I was about you to. Almost I, said I about I about blasted one of our <laughs> real. Fucked up. I about blasted one of our real good friends. I'll tell you when we get up. What? One of our friends got broke up with, um, and I reached out to him. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. In the past couple days, just to, just to like reassure them that, hey, I'm there for you if you need them. And they were like, why? And I was telling them, I was like, look, I'm like a loyal dog. I was like, I don't know why I love you the way I do, but... You're my friend. Mm-hmm. I respect you. I love you. I'm there for you. Um, I got you back if you need me. Like, I really feel like I'm a loyal-ass dog in the way that you can kick a dog, you can not feed a dog, mm-hmm. you can mistreat a dog sometimes, and if that dog loves you, that motherfucker is back on the porch every night. Yeah. He's going to jump in your lap even after you done knocked the hell out of him. That's me. Like, there's going to be times that I know that you might mistreat me. And I might mistreat you. If it's the other way around, if you're loyal to me. But loyalty to me is the biggest thing. I've said it a million times. I love old cowboy shit. I love old mobster shit. Because the number one thing they've got in common is loyalty and respect. Mm -hmm. If you are loyal to me, I will literally do damn near any thing for you that's me too you call me and say that you are uh because it's hard to come by yeah right yeah it is you don't get it you don't find that yeah i got i've got i've learned over the past six years with all this fucking radio social media bullshit oh, I bet. i've I got i've got a lot of acquaintances mm-hmm. i got about two hands full of people that i consider loyal as fuck some of them were way before some of them I don't even talk to that much anymore. But I know uh, my buddy Trent. I never talk to him that much anymore. But if I was to call that motherfucker right now and say, hey, I'm broke down or somewhere, oh, that dude's there in 30 minutes. Yeah. You know, uh, and I got some new buddies that I might see all the time that I love to death, that I do anything for. But that don't mean they'd stop what they was doing to come do something for me. Um, but that, I mean, that's not everybody, you know. Right. You've know, got another difference between an acquaintance and a fucking loyal-ass mm-hmm. friend. And just because I got friends that I don't see as much as I want to don't mean they're not loyal to me and I'm loyal to them. I don't see you as much as I, I damn want to. But I know you a little bitch. You'd go punch a bitch in the face for me in I two would. seconds. I know you would. And, I, I mean, that's why I, I feel the way about you and Sean that I do. Yeah. I mean, I, I do. Like, y'all family to me. And uh, I'm glad y'all are back home, too, by the way. Now too. we get to spend more time together. I know. Even so though, excited. even though you fucked me up on golf for the second Sunday in a row, I appreciate that. You know what? Not on purpose. By the way, people get out of church at twelve. 
Mm-hmm. They're at the golf course the rest Have of the day. Have we ever played golf on Sunday? Uh-uh. I thought we, that's why. Because we, played, I, we played during the week. I was like, I'm pretty sure that I used to meet you at the course. We did. Like we, we would but do we 12 played, or 1. We played, yeah, but okay. it's during the week. Well, I got That's when out. people actually have jobs and, you mm-hmm. know, they're at yeah. work and shit. We, we can't relate. No, but, um, but no, that's, uh, that's how I like people to be now. Like, if you're loyal, I'm down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we were talking about something before that, but we, I got off on, on that shit. You know what it was? We was, we, was, we was running there good for a second. We was. We was doing it. It was a very good combo. For the first time in show history, I actually paused it to go back <laughs> to see what we was talking about because it was running so fucking good. The struggle. We, yeah, we was talking about uh, communication skills and uh, and how and uh, how shitty I am at them, for one, but also uh, Sentimental Josh. Sentimental Josh. We yeah. love Sentimental Josh. I'm glad y'all do. Um, he goes over the top, though. I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm very extreme with it. I wish I wasn't so extreme with it as I am. It's just uh, when I open up my little fat ass heart. I love it. I loved you before, but when you like was sentimental with me, and you might maybe you remember, maybe you don't, but you had sent me this long text just about how much you loved me and you cared about me. And it's when he was moving, right? I think it was right around that time, but there was yeah. just a bunch of drama around this time, and you were like, uh, "I just want to let you know I love you," and you just—I don't know—you were just being super sentimental and just letting me know like you care about me and you wanted to—you just didn't want me to be mad or upset about you or with you. I don't know. Uh, and I was like, I "Damn!" Know, know, like I, I ain't never seen sentimental Josh come out, and I was—I was all for it, and well, I was read it to Sean, and I was like, yeah. "Why is so I sweet?" I have to—I have to remember. I have to remember I'm an asshole to most people. And it's a perception that I give off on purpose because I try to run off weak people. Uh, I just like it's weird. I've talked about this a lot lately. Is um, there's a reason? It's a defense mechanism for me. Is I run people off on purpose that are weak because I'm. I mean, you've been around long enough. You know, I'm a pretty deep person. Like you're a lot in a good way. Yeah, and in a good way. Like I I know. Like I bring a, a good bit to the table as far as. Helping people grow as far as being able to talk, as far as being there for you and all this kind of stuff. And uh, I've been took advantage of a lot as far as, like, friendships go. Oh, me too. Not, not necessarily as, like, relationships, but more friendships. Mm-hmm. And I don't want weak-ass people around me no more. I don't want shallow-ass people around me anymore. And if I give off that hard exterior, if I give off that, like, asshole exterior then I kind of protect myself from these shallow-ass people because they'll just, like, they won't want to hear it. Like, they'll get scared or mm-hmm. they'll get whatever, and they'll be like, okay, I'm not dealing with this, which is fine. Yeah. What the fuck I want. Uh, but then I have to remember, somebody like you, sometimes I might rub the wrong way or I might feel like I rub you the wrong way, whether I do or not. I've never had that yeah. experience. Yeah, and then I got to be like, well, that's what I might think yeah. I do. Because I would tell you. Yeah, I know you. I I have a big personality, too, so I would tell you. So then I have to be like, okay, uh, maybe I need to reach out and let this person know they actually mean something to me. Mm -hmm. So they don't think that whether I – I might have felt like I came off like an asshole to you. So I had to make sure that I didn't. Yeah. Well, you didn't. We never really talked about that in depth, but no, you didn't. Are you cold? I was a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. keep talking yeah. for a second about how yeah. you thought I was an asshole. Well, no, I didn't think you were an asshole. I just, like I said, it was just, there was just a bunch of drama, and I was just trying to, the what, the person that I am, I try to steer clear of drama and protect my little energy bubble. Like, I have a bubble, and I don't like anything negative, or if something makes me feel off. 
because I'm, I'm naturally like pretty happy and I'm always around people that are happy and I don't do well around drama. Um, and I think that goes back to just all the bullying in high school and the, I don't like it. So I just, you know, it wasn't about you. I was just like, yeah, I don't really know what's happening right now. Um, <laughs> but I don't really want to have a part in it. And then, so it, it did mean a lot to me when you reached out. Cause I didn't, honestly, I didn't think you really even cared that I kind of ghosted and got like went MIA a little bit. Oh, so I know when, what you're talking about. Yes. So when you reached out, no, I was know like, you, I know look, exactly what you're talking about now. I just want to let you know that I love you and I care about you no. and I do want you around. And then I was Absolutely like, okay, well that meant a lot to me because no. I was just trying to step out of the box and so that was Sentimental Josh, and I love that. I was like, damn, he does like me. Yeah, I, I do. I love you. Um, I just, you know, I don't do the drama shit. Um, I've just, I'm too happy for that shit. Yeah. Or I'm trying to be yeah. too happy. Like, I have my moments, but for the most part, like, I, I don't. Well, I've just figured out, like, it doesn't. Draining. Some stuff might be good for, some stuff might be good for one thing. But if it's bad for a whole different, like if it fucks up your environment, your, your mental health, literally. is everything else, is it really good for something yeah. else? Like, yeah. you know, it's, you know. Anything that makes me irritable, I don't want it. Uh, yeah, I don't. Well, the older, I'm a grumpy motherfucker anyway. Like I'm getting, gr I'm swear, the older I get, the, the more I understand why old men and old Sean women. Too. Oh my God. I tell him all the time, you are turning into a grouch. And he's like, no, I'm not. I'm like, yes, yes, you are. Um, but I love you anyways. Yeah, I had to cuss out last night. I don't got to where... At the bar? No, at a, before I even went out, I had to cuss out somebody at a gas station. Oh, my gosh. Man, I don't know what this is. I hate people. I hate people more and more every single day. Um, I already... I'm very sympathetic towards people who... Um, I don't know how to put this, that um, if you work certain jobs because that's the best you can do, and it's that's the best you can do. Like, I don't know how to put that. Like, mental capacity, uh, opportunities in life, you know, if you had children young in life or whatever it is, whatever the case is to where you literally had to work this job, you know, it's a low-income job or whatever, you're working shitty hours, um, and it's the best you can do in life, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and it's hard on you. I have sympathy towards those people. They're not bad people. They're just having to fucking work a job that they probably hate, right? Right. So last night, I already had a good fucking buzz going on uh, as I'm sitting here waiting on, uh, shout out to Miss Lori Haywood, who was my DD last night. Thank you very much, <laughs> Mama Bear. Um, yeah, we love those. Fuck yeah. Uh, she always takes care of me. Um, so... I decided that while I was waiting on her, I was going to go get me a five-hour energy in a Slim Jim. Um, so I go to the gas station up here. And this sweet little black girl who's working the counter at the Circle K. Uh, this is better working. And you can just tell, like, she's probably late 20s. Just extremely nice every time I go in there. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing I love about people is good customer service. Oh, me too. I don't, if, I don't care what you do in this life. If... If you got good customer service, I will be 
above and beyond nice to you I every tip time. I the fuck out of people with some. Well, I, I mean, you can't tip too, somebody bro. at a gas station. But, but I'm it, saying you know, in general, yeah, yeah. Like, but yeah, oh she's she's a sweetheart. It. She's a sweetheart. It makes you feel good. It does. Well, it, it makes me feel like that's the type of person that deserves a better job. Yes. You know, like she deserves something more than what she's got, right? Right. So sweet little black girls and they're working, and these two fucking honky ass trailer park redneck meth heads are in there and they're in front of me and they look like this complete fucking trash and they've got their stuff on the counter mm-hmm. they don't have enough money to pay for their stuff oh god and it wasn't that it was it wasn't that the fact they didn't have enough money to pay for stuff is they fucking knew before they set it on the counter they didn't have enough money to pay for this stuff. They're trying to like con this girl. Right. So I felt like that was where it was going. Yeah. So they set the stuff on the counter. And when they set the stuff on the counter, uh, they say to her or whatever, and the girl's just doing her job. And uh, they're like, "All right, we're we're gonna run out to the truck and get some more money. We'll we'll be right back in." And the girl's like, "Uh, okay." Well, they grab their stuff to walk out the door, and the girl's like, "Hold up, you can't do that." And they're like, what? What's the deal? Like, we're going to get the money. We'll bring back in. It's like, you can go get the money and come back in, but you have to leave the stuff to you pay for it. And they're like, oh, that's racist. You wouldn't do that. And given, I had a buzz. I told them, I was like, would y'all please shut the fuck up? She's just doing her job. Like, she would have done it to me. Right. She would have done it to anybody. It ain't her fault that you don't have enough money to pay for your shit. Set it there and go out there. Well, Matthew got a fucking attitude with me. Oh, God. Yeah, and I was, he's like, you want to fight? And I was like, dude, if you really want this, you can get it right here <laughs> in the middle of this store. You weigh 115 pounds and you're five foot tall. I will bitch slap you all over this <laughs> store. And he's like, we'll both go to county jail tonight. I was like. He said that? Yeah, he said it to me. I was like, no, you will. I got the sheriff's number in my fucking right? phone. Like, and there's a camera right here of you threatening me. So if you want this heat, you can get it, you know? And um, and I was like, you know what? Don't even worry about it. I was like, you just take your stuff outside. I'll just pay for your shit. And I was like, and you did? Yeah, I just pay for their shit because it wasn't her fault. Yeah. Like, it wasn't. That girl was just doing her job. The whole right. reason I said anything at all was just for the fact that that girl's in there doing her fucking job. And you got just these fucking jackasses. That just want to make her life right. hard and get and like get over on her because they're just pieces of shit. Yeah. How the fuck did we get on that? I don't fucking know. God damn it! What are you doing? To us? You're not even drinking. I am drinking. What are you talking about? What are you drinking? These are Trulies. When the fuck did you start drinking Trulies? I, I literally brought the whole. Do you see the box? Oh. You thought this was water? Yeah, but thought you'd been hydrating, bitch. Oh, this is water. Uh, this pause. Is- now that we've took a piss break and <laughs> we figured out that somehow we got on that subject by me being grumpy. Yeah, and you thought I was drinking water. I didn't realize you were drinking truly. This is like, it's offensive. I'm sorry, motherfucker. <laughs> um, I really didn't know. I mean, in your defense, it is clear. Uh, everything I drink is not so yeah i can't help it uh yeah well where are we <laughs> we were talking about this like our negative vibes yeah. we were talking about like this how we like our positive vibes on and everything now the older i get i, I don't 
I'm pushing all the negative shit all away. The bullshit. Yeah. I just realized like not too many years ago, you don't have, especially in the past couple months, you really, I mean, cause we, I mean, you ain't got to talk about this, but, uh, I think like I'm going through my midlife crisis. Yeah. I really do. I really think I'm going through my midlife That's crisis. That's a real thing. Yeah. I really do right now. And, um, like the whole mortality and everything, like facing it and realizing like you really only get one shot at this shit. You got to make the most of it. You got to have the people around you that you love that you really can't waste a day. Like uh, I'm even getting to the point to where now it's just like you got to shoot the shots that you couldn't think you could ever hit. Now I'm not talking about this with women. Like it's just like everything in life, like. There's, but women too. Yeah, women too. What's the worst that happens? Yeah, so, um, or one in particular, you know, you never know. Uh, but it's just where you, there's no point in being scared of rejection anymore or being scared that you're not good enough at something. I've always said that, like, I'm not worried of, of not being good enough for something or not being good enough to, uh, to do something. I'm, I'm more scared of, not trying to see like if I'm I don't want it to be the end of the day and I didn't attempt something I'm okay at failing I'm okay with uh you know I was explaining to one of my buddies the other day it's like you know how many women have rejected me or not went on a date with me or haven't hung out with me way more than I actually have and that shit ain't never really hurt like it's you know I've never I don't ever remember the ones that hurt are the ones that you actually got to know and loved and cared about, but I don't think I'd ever change any of those. Right. You know, there's been some that just ignored messages or opened and read them or whatever, just, mm-hmm. you know, or didn't answer you. That shit don't really hurt. Like, who gives a fuck? But why not take a chance, like, on everything in life? Like, why not just, you know, you don't get a chance to do it again. I don't want to be an old bastard and say that I missed opportunities that I can't get back. Right. And a lot of those opportunities don't come if we put ourselves in negative environments Mm -hmm. or we're in drama-filled environments or toxic environments or we have toxic-ass people that are steady around us. Uh, You know, I'm just not about having the toxic people around me anymore. Yeah, so true. And it goes back, I think you said in the beginning, or either it was before we started the show, but you said something about just being, like, just being present, being in the moment, not yeah. worrying so much about, like, what's ha- what's going to happen or what has happened, but really just, like, being in that moment. And I think that's important, too. Like, you said midlife crisis, but yeah. I assume that's something you probably feel even heavier the older you get. You're like, damn, I just need to worry more about you know, today in this moment and the people and then what's going to happen yeah. 10 years from now or five years from now. Yeah. Uh, well, what's fucked up about me is like all my, the, my idols, they died young. So I think that's what fucked up with, with me. Mm-hmm. Like as far as comedians go, like Chris Farley was uh, like always one of my heroes. John Belushi was always one of my heroes. They died young. Keith Whitley, my favorite uh, musician of all time. He died young. Hank Sr. died young. Uh, all around my age. So it's just like that the age of 33 shit, 34, which I've outlived Hank, so that's fucking good. Um, but uh, no, it's, and I don't think I'm dying anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, it's just where, you know, when you start to think about like 
you've outlived people. Jesus died at 33. Um, so, like, when you start to think about how long you've been here and that it could be gone tomorrow. I mean, anybody could be gone tomorrow. But you've really got to live. And, like, there's no excuse for not. There's no excuse for not taking what you've got on your plate right now and making the most right. of it. You know, if, if there's something you want in life, why aren't you fucking trying? Mm-hmm. I've had, man, Brooklyn, I've had so many people in the past six months that have started listening to the show that when I talk about stuff like this, that I would have never thought reached out to me. I've had one dude quit the base. I had one dude quit Robbins Air Force Base after me and him talked several times. And uh, he went into business for himself because he was like, you know what? I'm tired of fucking working every day of my life away. Because I, I, I don't believe that that's what our lives are. I'm so passionate about that, too. Yeah. I mean, I just, yeah. I think what is the worst thing that fucking happens? And that, yeah. that's what I told Sean when I brought him. That was how I, com- I say convinced him, but it was yeah. God because he'd always said he would never be a stay-at-home dad like yeah. me. But t- telling him that, you know, I was like, J- what's the worst thing that happens? You know, you come home and a year from today, shit hits the fan and you have to go back to a nine to five. Exactly. Oh, ooh, you know, you're yeah. back in the same situation Why not take you a were chance? before. But what did you just gain in a year? You gained yeah. time with your kids, time with your friends, time with your family that you would have never had before. And time is really so precious. Well, I go like way down the rabbit hole with this, but it's, uh, you know, we've been tricked by society over the past hundred something years or whatever to where we think that and there's nothing wrong with getting an education yeah. there's no shit there's nothing wrong with getting an education we're going down this yeah, yeah. there's nothing wrong with getting an education I love this. Keep going. but I'm there with you. yeah there's nothing wrong with getting an education but some of the most successful people in this world are dropouts some of the most successful people in this world are dropouts some of the people that have biggest debts in this world are college-educated people that can't find a fucking job. Some of the most successful people in the world filed bankruptcy. Yep. Uh, So it is, you never know. It's a fucking crapshoot when it comes to that stuff, right? But also, we've been tricked into the, to where we think that, and not in your case, because you have a happy marriage, we think that we're supposed to work a nine-to-five, get married young, have kids young. We're supposed to just keep, Reproducing that cycle. We're supposed mm-hmm. to pay a mortgage. Yep. We're supposed to do this. We're supposed to do this. We're supposed to live exactly like our parents. We're supposed to just keep doing, keep doing. We're supposed to repeat this cycle, repeat this cycle. But what a lot of people miss by repeating that cycle is all you're doing is fattening the pockets of somebody above you. Like, and it's not just that aspect of it, but you're not really living your own life. You're right. living the life that everyone else wants you to live. Yes. I want to live my fucking life. Now, it's my responsibility as a father to make my child happy. Mm-hmm. That is my responsibility, and a damn one I take pride in because I love my baby. But outside of that, everybody else can kiss my big fat ass when it comes to decisions because I'm the one that has to live with me being yes. happy. Like... If something's not making me happy, and I like kind of tell you to get the fuck on, then I'm not being ugly to you, but get the fuck on and make yourself happy. Let me make myself happy. Like I, th- I think things get put in front of us for a reason, like yeah. your situation, mm-hmm. and I think things have been put in front of me for a reason too now. But 
you know, we've got to find our own happiness. Yeah. And if, if we don't, we're fucked. It goes back what, to what you said. We weren't put here to... We weren't put here to not be happy. That's Mm-mm. what it boils down to. So if you work in this 9 to 5, 80 hours a week is the most miserable fucking part of your entire day, then do something else. And that was something hard for Sean to battle with because whenever whenever me and Sean met, he was working for his uncle. He had plans of taking over the company. And then whenever I joined the Navy and we moved to Florida, he had to start over. And that was rough for him. That's rough for a man, you know. And so he was like, oh, my gosh, I'm already, you know, almost 30 and I'm going to have to start over. And, like, what about retirement and what about all these things? And I was like, what about it? Like, people people also get so caught up in fucking retirement. Like, if you're not happy, what the fuck? Did, like, you want to just sit in a job for 40, 50 years and be unhappy for 10 years of, of freedom, for 10 years of that retirement until you die? And so he moved to Florida, started at the bottom of the totem pole, worked his way completely up again. And I feel like if you're, I feel like it never matters. Like if you're, if you're happy, like it'll work no matter where you go. And that was what he had to battle with. And I also think, so when I moved from Tifton to North Carolina, I pissed off a lot of people in my family, not on Sean's side, my side. Um, But a lot of people were not happy about that. They didn't want me to go. I like North um, Carolina right now. It is beautiful. But they, it was weird. It was almost as if everything was fine and dandy as long as I was at home. But once I made the decision to go somewhere, to do something different, to, to, to experience life, really, to go because we had that opportunity. You know, Sean wasn't working. Why not go see something new? It pissed everybody off. And it was like if I had allowed the opinion of everybody else, including my family, deter yeah. me, we would have never – not to, I know I said that it, there was no alignment the whole time we were there. It felt off, but we learned a lot. That was a whole season in itself. Learning it like that made us closer to God. It strengthened my marriage. It made us um, change the way that we parented our son. You know, versus, and I'm not against beating ass, but that was all we used to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, we just uh, we used to just beat the shit out of him yeah. because that was all we knew. And like being in North Carolina, we noticed that move. Uh, there was just a lot of psychological things going on with our son and like beating his ass wasn't working anymore. So there were just a lot of things that happened in that move. And it's like, if we had never moved, if we had really worried so much about what everybody on my side of the family thought and never moved, we would have, we would have never been in the situation we were. Our marriage would have never strengthened. Our relationship with our son would have never been what it is today. The situation that we're in now probably would have never happened. Like I just, I feel like you just got to do it. You got to go and do what makes you happy without worrying about what everybody else thinks. Because why? I don't know. I'll never be able to wrap my head around the fact of like making decisions for other people. Yeah. It's a no brainer for me. It's like, if this is what I want to do, I'm doing it. And if I upset you, then I don't, I don't think you're really for me. That's exactly right. You're not for me. That's that's family or not. You're not for me. That's yeah. If you, if my decision doesn't have a direct like impact on your life, and I'm talking about like on your pocketbook, on your table, right. like, like on, it's harming you. Physically yeah, like like or... physically harming you. Then just shut the fuck up. If I'm gonna make a mistake, let me make a mistake. You know, if if something I'm going to do is going to actually harm you, then I understand. I understand why you should put your two cents in. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, shut up. I mean, I I don't understand. I've never got that about people. That's like, uh, I'm not one that goes on other people's posts on social media and yeah. puts my two cents right. in. Right. I feel that's the same way in opinion with people's life decisions. Mm-hmm. I don't go to you. Uh, I didn't want you to go to North Carolina. 
at the time, a we, lot of people didn't. Yeah, yeah we had plans. Yeah, me and you had talked about like doing some shows together, like me actually developing your own show and everything. Which, by the way, that could definitely be back on the table still since are back now. Yeah, whenever you have time on the weekends, we can definitely still yeah. make that work. Let's talk about that. Yep, but um, that could also be why. Yeah, I'm back. yeah. There yes. you go. See, there you there go. Is. But it's where. It's it's not there. It's not my place. I didn't want to see you go, but it's your life. Mm-hmm. I don't expect you to. If you see me say that I'm going to move to Nashville tomorrow, I don't expect you to do anything besides be in my corner. Right. I'd be upset, but I yeah, would exactly, you, you exactly. Know? That's the way like it's any, supposed to be. Yeah, I feel like so many people let not not the opinions of others, but let the wrath, the anger of other people, the because it's one thing for someone to be upset, right? Like, oh, I'm upset or, you know, that you're moving. Something as typical as moving. That's what yeah. I can relate to right now is me making that move. People were upset naturally. But some people were angry. Some people were angry enough to distance themselves from me in those yeah. six months, treat me differently. And I didn't understand that. I was like, you know, I don't, I just don't get that. You know, well, I wasn't doing anything to hurt anybody. I was just doing something that I wanted to do. You, you know, know why? Because people can't, they're so fucking selfish. Yeah. They can't put their feelings like they can't take their feelings away from the situation they mm-hmm. can't be like I, I say this fucking all the time to people people have their self-interest at heart mm-hmm. the reason why you have to have your self-interest at heart like 90 percent of the time is because in a situation like that or most situations people are going to do what's best for them mm-hmm. when it comes to somebody fussing at you or whatever about you moving, they're fussing at you because it, they think it impacts them. They don't care how it impacts you. Or... They don't care. Sometimes people get upset or intimidated or angry because they wish they were in the position to be oh, able to absolutely. do the same thing. And, and I hate to say this, and I didn't, yeah. I didn't understand it until now, because in the moment, in those six months, I was wondering why. Why is me moving to another state causing so much fucking drama because I didn't do anything wrong. I'm yeah. the same woman. I'm loving. I'm, I'm happy. I'm not doing anything. Why is it causing so much drama? But then I got to the conclusion that it just has to be that I'm doing something that someone else wishes that they could. Intimidation, jealousy. And I hate saying that because it's, it's like, not, God dang, should. everybody could have what I have too. If they had the balls to just step out from a basic ass nine to five uh, and take you're a chance. Almost, you're almost right. You got to take a chance or take, just take a leap of faith and see what happens. You're almost right. You're almost right. See, this is where, I mean, that's what I did. Uh, this, this is, this, you're almost right. And it worked. It <laughs> this hard. is one of the few times I can be cocky. I can be arrogant. Um, you know, I'm not calling you one. I'm, this is where I'm confident. Okay. They can take that leap of faith. They can try to do the things that me and you do. Difference is, they can't do the things that me and you do. Not everybody can have a successful show like me and you. They can all start a podcast. They can all try to do the things. Me and you were blessed with big personalities. That's why we have to use them to the best of our abilities. Uh, when we talk about God, when we talk about things, we cannot abuse the gifts that we were given. Um, a lot of these people that are jealous, they have probably tried some of the things that we have tried and failed. That is where you usually get the jealousy from. So think about the people that you see, let's just say TikTok. How many folks do you know 
that you, you had a big following on TikTok at, at one point in time. I don't know if you still do. I still do, like 158K. Okay, so that's, that's pretty big following. Yeah. Um, think about all the people that you see actually trying to have a big following. Think about the people that you see that make video after and video it, after video after video after video daily, and none of them work. I've you know, seen that. You know why they don't work? Because, and this is going to hurt some of y'all's feelings to do it, it's because you don't have that it. Because it's not for you. It's not for you. But you can probably do something that I can't do. There's that old thing that stay in your own lane. A lot of people hate that shit. I love stay in your own lane. There's a lot of things that other people can do, and they do it very well, that I know I cannot fucking do. Mm-hmm. I can't do whatsoever. But I'm good at what I do, and I take pride right. in that I'm good at what I do. Um and, that, and that's the thing. Like, you're good at what you do. When I tell people to step out, take a leap of faith, find your, find what yeah. you want to what do you're that you're passionate at. at and do. You know how many times I had to have a conversation with a young man last night? This is fucking perfect. Perfect. There's a lot of people that send me music every day. Demos every single day. I don't open half of them because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Because I'm brutally honest. I had somebody yesterday on a TikTok live when we were doing raffle tickets for the truck that sent me a country rap song. And I told them I wasn't going to listen to it. And they were like, are you not going to promote my shit? And it's like, dude, I'm not even going to listen to it because I'm going to give you my honest opinion on it. And I don't like country rap already. You look like, from what I'm judging a book by cover, now understand... If I don't like it, I'm going to sit here and tell the 100 people that's in this live right now that I don't like this. You're asking the wrong person to listen to this, okay? Go find somebody who likes country rap that's got a following, uh, a bigger following than me, and ask them to promote it, okay? You're just asking the wrong person. Like, I'm not knocking your hustle. I'm not even saying you're bad at what you're doing. Just... Don't ask me to promote something that I'm already telling you I'm not going to like and I'm a brutally honest person because I'm going to fucking tell you I don't like it if I don't like it. Right. Last night uh, at Cashman's in, in Macon, uh, R.J. Sanders. Uh, uh, yes, R.J. Sanders. Uh, he had sent me some of his stuff. His mom had sent me some of his stuff. I would not listen to it because they're, from, they're local. And the last thing I wanted to do was hurt some local kids' feelings. Well, last weekend, somebody was at Wild Wings watching this kid. And somebody sent me a clip of him. And I just so happened to listen to it like an actual Snapchat video. And I was like, fuck, this kid can sing. He's, a, he's like a baby. He's like 20, 21 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw he's playing at Cashman's last night. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go check this kid out. Kid's got fucking pops. All right, so I went and hung out with him last night and told him. And uh, I apologized to him. And I was like, dude, my bad. I should have paid y'all attention before. So now they're like going to come to the studio in the next couple of days. We're going to write some and hang out and everything. But people have to stay in their own lane. Like you have to figure out what you're good at. Right. And, and you have to seize that shit. So when you say that people can do what you do, they can't. Yeah. Not Bro- specifically. I yeah. get what you're saying yeah. now. I've had a lot of people, because um, I think a big thing is people – see what someone else is doing and it's working and they're like, well, I'll just do that. And it doesn't fit. It kind of goes back to that puzzle piece that you can't fit. And I've had people like that with business, you know, in business, they try to 
post like me, talk like me, act like me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you don't want to do, do you want to be like outgoing and out there like me and very confident in who you are? Yes. But as long as it's not fake, because yeah. people see through it anyway. I mean, if you're trying to be somebody you're not, people see through it. So I've had a experience with that in just MLM and network marketing in the last four years. People see what I'm doing. They see that it works. They think, oh, I got to cuss on my Facebook. I got to twerk on my Facebook. I got to, but it, people, it, it's not them. So <laughs> I do. I think it does boil down to doing, like being who you are, whatever that is. And if crypto and trading and twerking and saying fuck is not who you are, <laughs> then no, like what I do won't work. But I've seen, I've seen a radio show host that's not very far from here. Try to do the shit that I do. And they went flat. I'm talking yeah. about flat with it. And it didn't work because just nothing about them was me. Right. And then you could see them get so fucking mad. But they, they failed to realize that I couldn't do what they did. Mm-hmm. There's only one of you. Yeah, there's only, there's only one of them, too. Nobody can be a better yeah, Josh yeah, Terry yeah, than Josh Terry. Yeah, there's nobody, nobody, there's, no, there's nobody can do this. Yeah, and that's but, with everybody. Yeah, exactly. Nobody can be a better Brooklyn Parton than Brooklyn Parton. Like, exactly. We just we, I think we get so caught up, and I'm, I'm so guilty of it. I mean, I fucking did a life coaching certification uh, about a year and a half ago thought I wanted to be a life coach and I'm not saying that I don't want to but I did it because there was someone else in my life that wanted to do it and I thought that we were supposed to do it I was trying to mold myself into somebody that I was not and it didn't work you know and I don't don't understand I I don't understand the life coaching that's why that's why it wouldn't work for me because all of the certifications was something that I'm that I'm not there's too many rules and I don't work well with rules like I work well with being able to say what the fuck I want to who I want and give advice the way I want and say what I want and life coaching is more of a this is the way you do it this is the way you don't do it and I was like I can't believe I paid a thousand dollars for a life coach (laughs) certification but it was because I was trying to be somebody that I was not and the girl that I did it with she's flourishing she's doing it she's selling courses she's making money and I'm happy for her but I was trying to be something that I wasn't But yeah. you, you know what? I, I bet if you went and looked at the people, and I'm not knocking this person because I know nothing about any of this, uh, I've seen some of these people that say that they're life coaches, and then you actually see the results that the people are getting, and they're getting nothing. Like, they're pretty much paying to get advice from somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't like that shit at all because you're giving generic advice to people, and then it doesn't work. Like you can sit there and motivate folks, mm-hmm. but it does. It does. The same thing doesn't work for everybody. Like, right. Um, I, I I just don't like the life coaching shit. Like yeah. for some reason it rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. People have asked me to do it. Well, it's different. You know, like that's I, why I, I just don't. I just don't think it works. It's weird. And I thought I had this like image in my head of what a life yeah. coach was because I was like, I want to be this like motivational woman that like pours into yeah. a bunch of women and helps them build self-confidence. And so life coach was the yeah. first thing that people would tell me to do, well, but it's not, I can do that without. Well, like, I think, I think you can do it. I just think you're not supposed to profit off of it. Right. The only thing yeah. that I've, and I'm going to do this. This is something that I am passionate about and I want to do is I have in the last four years, I've learned how to build a social media business. I'm yeah. fucking good at it. Um, I've learned marketing tech, just all this shit. That's something that I do want to do. I want yeah. to help people, do MLM. I don't necessarily yeah. want to do a health and wellness business or a beauty business or a cosmetic business with, you know, MLM and network marketing, but I want to help other people do it because 
what I've noticed is all these uplines, they're teaching people the wrong way. They're, yeah. they're, they're telling them to do cringy shit, you know, send out all these copy and paste scripts to 150 people in a day and you look fucking stupid. And I know that because I was taught to do the same thing. And then at some point I was like, fuck that. I'm just about to be myself. And then I was sending messages like, bitch, what up? Like, you know, just being yeah. myself, no scripts, like just messaging women that I thought were hot. I was like, you're so fucking hot. You'd be even hotter with my lashes. Like just being <laughs> me. And when I started That's doing what it that, takes, it blew the fuck up. And everybody was like, how did you do that? And I'm like, I literally was just myself. Yeah. I was just myself. So that's the one thing well, that's what, that I would want to profit with off any, of. Like with running. anything with anything with sales, mm-hmm. so many people miss that. And you fucking just hit the nail on the head. With sales, a good salesperson, it does not matter what it is. If you can sell, if you're selling yourself. Yes. That's it. Yeah. A people, good, people buy yeah, you, not yeah. products. A good salesperson, a good salesperson can sell a fucking Lamborghini, a house, whatever. It does not matter what you put in front of them. A I good sold toothpaste to somebody with no teeth. Yeah, exactly. That's Two what, tubes. That's what I'm saying. Like that's what the fuck you can do. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's a running yeah. joke with everybody that yeah. I work with. They're like, this bitch sold toothpaste to somebody yeah. with no teeth, and it's like because I'm real. And he and yeah. he just wanted to help me. It wasn't even about the pace at that point. He was like, you're genuine, you're authentic, yeah. you're funny. Fuck it, I'll yeah. buy it and I'll give it away. I mean, that's all it takes. Yeah. They're not buying the product. They're buying you. So it's like if you make everything about a product, make everything about what this product can do. Like people, it's cringy. It's like they they want to know who you are. They want to like you. They want to love you. They want to, and then they're like, okay, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, what is this about? That's what I've learned. Um, I don't have to shove anything in people's face. They just no. come to me now. They're like, you're so funny. Ha, ha, ha. What do you do? Well, as soon, as soon as you get people, like that's why the show, that's why the guests that we have on the show, that's why I'm picky about who I have on is – once they love the people, man, it don't matter. I mean, it's once they're attached to people, that's been the whole goal with having certain people on, especially some of my buddies in music and everything, is you want to give people a reason to fall in love with you. Mm-hmm. You want to give them the backstory on you. You want to give them a, a reason to download all of your music or to buy your, you know, the clothes or whatever you got for sale or whatever you're doing. Mm -hmm. And the best way to do that is by getting you on the show and letting them see the real side of you, letting them see who you are. You're selling yourself by sitting here talking to them right now to where they get an in-depth view of you to where, Hey, it ain't number two people sitting right here at a bar, having a couple drinks and you get to see the real you. Mm -hmm. Now you could, reach out and talk to them about whatever you talk about, how you want to motivate women or whatever. But, you know, they hear you talking about how passionate you are with Sean and everything else and with the kids earlier and all that. You know, you could probably get them to run through fucking brick walls for you now. You know, that that's where you're going to shine at is you just being able to connect with people. You're, you're not just a, a fucking a good salesperson. You're just an overall good person, and no matter what you do, whether it is being, you know, a mother to six now or anything. Like, you're going to fucking kill at it. Just don't put too much pressure on your damn self and everything. I know, that's what I would just stop doing. Because I am a hard on myself. I tell Sean, usually every night, I'm like, I suck at this. You don't and he's suck like, no, at you it. don't. And I'm like, I feel like yeah. I'm doing everything wrong. Like, you want to see. The 13 year old yeah. hates me. Like, you know, because she's just, she's older and she's got hormones. And I'm just like trying to like help. Just remember you at 13. I know. Just that's remember what I try you at 13. Do, but it's like, fuck. I literally told Sean's mom the other day, I said, is this what it's like? She was like, what do you mean? I said, is this what it's like to have a teenage daughter? And she was like, yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> because there's like so many hormones and it's like you just you can't as an adult you know as like a woman like being in a house with that yeah. and not like correct things whenever you know they're wrong and and I told Sean I was like I'm trying to like be there for her and be that I don't know like be that role model be that impactful woman in her life and she fucking hates me <laughs> Like, and I'm trying. I told Sean, I'm like, I'm trying so hard, and I feel like it's not even working. And they say, oh, no, she loves you. She's just playing hard. Like, she's playing hard because you're – she doesn't have a mom, you know? So there's this woman yeah. that's in the house now, and she, well, I think – You got to remember, too, two months. I know. Two uh, months, baby. Two months. It feels like so much longer than two months, though. Yeah. I feel like I've been there for a fucking year. It's okay. You got to take time. Rome wasn't built in a yeah. day. I can give you – I can and give I you all the acknowledges in the world. That's what makes me want to give up, though, because I'm like, this isn't working. And Sean has said that. He's like, we've only been here a couple of months. Yeah. Like, but it feels like it's not working. It feels like everything that I'm trying to do is not impacting. I know it will. I just got to be patient. And I, and I can't quit. Like, even no. though I want to quit, I can't. That's what I told Sean. I said, I no. can't quit. We didn't come here to quit on these kids. No. Got to walk by blind faith, darling. Yeah. You got to know that even though you don't know the next step is there, the next step is there. It might be dark as hell. All the lights are off. And you might think there's a cliff in front of you, but there's not. There's a step that's right in front of you. Yeah. That blind faith is going to get you through. You know what else? I, when we got there and, you know, she's hard, like 13-year-old. There's yeah. four of them. 13-year-old, she's, she's tough. You know, she's got a lot of hormones. And I, when we got there, I was like, I don't care. Like, I don't care if she doesn't like me. Like, I didn't come here to be her best friend. I came here to, like, help her and help yeah. her get through these rough times. And, but it does. It kind of hurts. Yeah. Like whenever I like when I can tell she's being distant with me, or yeah. I can, or you know, just things that come up, and I can tell that she is kind of resenting me a little bit because yeah. I'm, you know, I'm like a structure in her life now, and I thought that it wouldn't hurt me, but it kind of does because like, damn, I'm really trying, you know, like I'm trying to be here for her, and I feel like even whenever I do, like I do show up and I do try yeah. to show compassion and empathy. I don't get, like, the, the instant gratification, which I know. That's what Sean's mom told me. She was like, she'll thank you later. Like, yeah. right now, she's 13. She hates you. She's going to hate you. But when you. she's 18, 20 years old, she'll be like, wow, thank you. Yeah. So it's just being in the moment where I'm not getting the instant gratification. I'm not getting the thank you. I'm not getting the, the gratitude that I know typically they should have. That's hard. And I know that it'll come because it came you, for me. Okay. Like, I got older, and I was like, damn, dude, just, I'm really glad my parents were. Just think about all the times. Just think about all the times that you wish that you would have said thank you that you didn't mm -hmm. to your family like and just imagine that you are in that position she's saying thank you you just don't know she's saying thank you yet. right she's not going to a 13 year old ain't gonna say thank I know, you i gotta stop looking for that yeah, you, it's like just, i'm hoping yeah. i have this like crack like a cracker no, there's gonna be this to. day where she's like okay and maybe and maybe she does maybe yeah. and maybe she does but plan on, like, hope for the best, but plan for the worst. Yeah. Just go ahead and think she's not going to. But love her as if she is. Yeah. Hey, you got put there for a fucking reason, kid. I know. You got put there for a reason. It's exhausting mentally. I know. This, you know what you need? Keep yeah. a lot of wine. Keep a lot of wine around. Not too much. I literally, when I go and pick up the kids, because there's, you know, three of them. Yeah. Wait. Mikey brought. There's four of them at school. Yeah. So I go pick them up and then she's at home. She's yeah. doing like virtual school. So she always wants to go with me and I'm like, no, because it's it's like the 10 minutes that I get yeah. and I always, and I told oh, her the other let day, her get I said, you don't go with me because I have to listen to a sermon. So yeah. I 
can like be equipped I, I, let her to listen be. To, let her no, listen I do to that at home. We yeah. do motivational yeah. podcasts and stuff, but I told yeah. her I need I need that time to get my because I'm maybe you know, she wants to be attached to your hip though. And that's where I'm struggling. Let her be attached to your hip for a while. Hey, try it both ways. Try it both ways. What's the worst that could happen? It's hard because I'm battling with like. Being, okay, well, okay, well, look I'm, at it this way. Look at it this way. Look at it this way. It's not that it's not working the way that you're trying it right now. So, what's going to be the worst thing that happens if you try the opposite way? It, I don't it, know. Like, yeah. What if I just get annoyed and I'm like, I just need. I you're not going to get annoyed. You're not. You're not. You're not going to get annoyed. Because think about it. That's the only time I get by myself, and that and that's what I told her. I said, look. What if that, you that get, ten minutes? What that if I go you pick get the girls? Is but my what? Time. But what if you get to the point that you'd rather be with her than not by yourself? See, I don't see that right now. So maybe, yeah, you don't. You don't no, see it right now. I don't because what, I'm so what, frustrated. What, what if it goes from instead of you being frustrated in the car and like you having to listen to those sermons to like center yourself to where y'all are fucking riding down the road listening to Cardi B just jamming out in the car together. Or, like, what if it goes from that frustration to where y'all are enjoying each other? Yeah. Like, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, and we're I, not there and, yet. Yeah, you're not that's there yet. Hard, yeah, and, and I know. Yeah. I know I'm supposed to. I told Sean that. I said yeah. I've gotten to this point to where because, because I've, like, yeah. done the whole walking on eggshells, trying yeah. to be the best friend, trying to say the right thing, and I don't get anywhere with that. You know, like, if anything, it makes it makes things allowed more you yeah. know so now i've get to the point where i'm like okay i can't walk on eggshells like i kind of have to set a little bit of structure but then yeah. love at the same time but then because of all of the backlash from it i'm so frustrated to the point where it's like i don't want to to bond right now like i, yeah. need, I need time and i told sean i can't do that because that's that would be like braun pissing me off yeah. like my own kid he's getting on my damn nerves and me saying no you don't get to go with me yep. to town because I'm pissed off at you, and it's like I don't do that with my five year old. So yep. why would I do that with her? If you if She's you go ahead, piss me off. if you go ahead and bond now, if you go ahead and bond now, or you build that bridge now, then you got a chance later on to, you know, to when it gets rocky, mm -hmm. and to kind of like not distance yourself, be like, hey, all right, this is the best way I know put it. If you bond now, when things get little shaky later on in the future it's not going to be as difficult to say hey uh i i need a minute just let me ride to town by myself yeah. and her not be upset or you be upset right there's already a relationship there right now there's no relationship there and i would almost think to both of y'all it's kind of confusing mm -hmm. to both of y'all if it's where oh she doesn't want me to ride with her like but almost like to both of y'all, it's like, I don't even know if we can build a relationship. Right. Build the relationship first, in my mind. Once again, not a no, psychiatrist. it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, build the, to that yeah, build the relationship first. And then later on, if things get a little, you know, shaky, be like, all right, look, bitch, I need my space today. Give me 10 minutes. Give me 10, give me yeah. 10 minutes, okay? But build it first. Because, you know what, I don't know what this kid's been through. But, you know, all you got to do... Show them love. That's all you can do. If you showing them love doesn't fix the issues, then you get to lay your head on the pillow every night knowing that you did the best you could do. Right. That's all. If you're looking for, you know, that instant gratification or whatever, you might not get a thank you from them. You might not get something from them that you need. But 
you knowing that you did the absolute best that you could do mm-hmm. is your instant gratification. Yeah. So you've already moved from North Carolina back to Georgia, a place you didn't want to be, to where you're happy now. And just show them love. You know, we kind of started we started this show off, and we'll end it like this, where we're talking about the good Lord's love. Just show them unconditional love. That's all you can do. Mm-hmm. You know, we might you might not understand the situation you're in. It might be confusing to you. But as long as you're showing love in that situation, you can't go wrong. Right. I mean, that's specifically what I pray yeah. now. I'm, because that's hard to do. Like, showing... I mean, these aren't my kids. Yeah. These are kids I birthed. These are not kids that I've yeah. raised. So these are kids with their own things that they have going on that I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know about. So to be put in a situation like that, yeah. and to you have to intentionally choose compassion, choose you know empathy. Mean? That is the part that I've been praying about because again, it's like if it's my kid, it's like I'm nipping that shit in the butt right you now. Me, you want me to drop some? You want me to drop something on you? Make you feel better? Drop All right. Me. You want me to? Uh, I don't know if it make you feel better, or make you feel worse. You want some biblical shit? Yeah, if it's biblical, I'm you ready want, for You want it. some biblical yeah. shit? Yeah. I believe he died for all of our sins. Like, he loved us all without knowing us. He died for all of our sins. He loved mm-hmm. us all without knowing us. So even without you knowing these kids yet, you got to love them. We're supposed to love I everybody. I love them. Well, then just show them love. But it's hard sometimes, like, when they're... Yeah. Like I said, the hard part is that... There, I did come to be with them, but I, I can already tell that there's a difference between like when my kid pisses yeah. me off, how easy I can get over. Oh, it. I, ma- I imagine these, there is. It's kind of like yeah. I don't. I never liked kids anyway. I don't that's like what kids I told either. Sean, I said I barely like my own, much less anybody mm. else's. So to be again, I know this is all God, and He's got yeah. me, and He's equipped me with it. But that's what I pray. I'm like God, yeah. help me, help me show empathy, help me show compassion yeah. when I want to. When sure, I want to go I'm off. Sure it's when a, I want to. I'm sure it's a. I'm I'm a hundred percent sure that it is a learning curve that you will get because mm-hmm. you are such an amazing person. But just just remember, every time like it gets hard, like you know, it's we're supposed to love everybody, and you mm-hmm. do love them already. It's going to take a little bit. It's not going to be overnight or anything. Just take your time. Every time you struggle a little bit, just. In your head, you might say, fuck you. <laughs> say it in your head. <laughs> say it in your head, but say love you to their face. If they fuck up something in the house, throw a bitch fit in your head, but give them a hug. You know? Yeah. Uh, you know, you and Sean put yourself in that situation, and I commend y'all, and I think y'all are just the most amazing people for putting yourself in that situation. shows what big hearts y'all got. It really does. It shows what incredible human beings you are because a lot of people wouldn't have done that. I, I don't know with me having the big heart that I do, that I have, that I put myself in that situation. We've gotten that a lot. Um, I don't know if I would. Four kids is fucking a lot. Uh, so I've really. Six con- kids. Well, you already have two. Yeah, and then four. Well, well, yeah, well, six altogether. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You took on yeah, four, four additional chil- right. children, is what I meant. So I don't know if I could do it. Uh, so I'm not going to sit here and say I would, but the fact that y'all did. You put yourself in that situation. I know y'all are going to make the most of it. I know if me and you were to f- fast forward a year from now, oh, you're fucking killing it. You and Sean's killing it. The kids are happy. The yeah. environment that y'all created for the kids are, are, are amazing. And you know what? Your life is going to be completely different. Yeah. Just I think I'm trying to rush it. You are. I, feel, I mean, like you said, we've been there two months. Yeah. 
And I guess I just assume everything should be running smooth it, now. Enjoy the process. Don't get so caught up in the destination that you forget that there's a message in the journey. Right. That's it. All right, fucker. Well, we're getting off here because uh, yeah. you got you got a long ride, and uh, I got to put this episode up for in the morning. And um, yeah. But hey, you're back. I'm back, bitches. I'm ready for me and you to do some more shit together. Maybe the next episode we do won't be so, so serious. Hey, I don't know. Got, I love doing I serious do episodes with you. And with my life right now, we might have more heavy Fuck topics yeah. coming. Uh, we'll have to get it to where uh, next time, though, um, I know that you're drinking Trulies beforehand. Yeah. And uh, we'll work something out. We, You know what? We might get like a... You and Sean might pay for y'all to get like uh, two babysitters because it sounds like that's probably what it would take yeah. and uh, get y'all up here to stay for the night or yeah, something. that'd be fun. Yeah, we'll take care of it. We'll bring Ashley Spears next time. <laughs> just duct tape her mouth, please. I, I just want to see her ass. I don't, just a bikini I don't, with I, duct tape over her face. I don't want to hear her talk. <laughs> oh, God. She hates me. Shout out to you, Ashley. To your ass. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks. Well, uh, thank y'all for listening to the Josh Terry podcast. I love each and every one of y'all. Uh, we will catch y'all next time. Bye.